That's right. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Here she is, at U-N-E-E-Q underscore. That's right. Laura, standing by with What You Need to Know. Yeah, you can't forget the underscore because then I don't know who you're going to follow. And I take no responsibility for that. Anyways, so the boss, who I like to call the boss, Mickey Mouse, he's actually raising the prices for Disneyland. I saw this story. A listener sent it to me and said, hey, so Disneyland is raising the prices again. This is the second time since they've opened the doors after the pandemic. So if you want to go to Disneyland during the holidays, which is magical there, if I do say so myself, it's going to cost you a little bit. Tickets have gone up for $264.00. For a one-day visit, if you want a one-day park hopper tickets, they're going to be $224, and parking has also gone up. So if you used to pay for parking, it was $25, it will now be $30, and if you use self-parking at the hotels, it went from $25 to $40. All these ticket prices will go into effect on Monday, and if you wanted that Dream Key Pass, it's currently no longer available. They do have other ones like the Believe Key, Enchanted Key, and Imagine Key that you can still purchase. But I believe the Dream Key is the one that everybody wants and you can't purchase it. What does the Dream Key do? I think that's like the most expensive one. So it has like parking and other perks included. Hmm. But yeah. And you say how much your ticket price is going up to? So for a one day, and this is tier six, so they have different tiers. The more like in demand that day is, the more expensive it is. It's $164. Mm. And you say it was going up to two something? So it's 164. It was mm-hmm. raised up, but that's just for one. So if like let's say you just want to go to Disneyland, it's 164. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you want to go to both parks in one day, it's 224 per person. Wow. Dude, that is uh that is no joke. Now, okay, we uh we all work for Disney. Mm-hmm. So I should probably really be careful with what I say. Yes, please be careful. But I mean, honestly, yeah. it's worth it. Like if you guys haven't been right now during the Halloween season, I love it. I've only been there like once or twice because it's been hard to go just with work. But it's like, I don't know. I love Disneyland. Like it, it was always my happy place when I was little. My, my parents used to take us a lot. So I love it. And I know people are going to pay these prices. They don't care. They're going to dish it out. There's no doubt people are going to pay. Let me tell you something. Every time I would take my four kids, I would look around the park, and I couldn't help it. I just could not help myself. (laughs) I would literally look around the park and go, how does everybody here do it? Like, not everybody here is making, like, big, big money. Like, how does everybody do it? You know? save. And that's just it. You know, Mm -hmm. people want to go to Disneyland so badly, and they want to take their kids to Disneyland, and... They'll save, save, save. And if it means that you got to take a family of four and you go one day and it costs you a thousand bucks between park passes and parking and food and souvenirs oh, and everything no, else. Oh, no, no, Cab. We got to teach you some stuff, okay? Go ahead. So you don't eat. Oh, okay, I do eat at the park now. But when we were younger, we ain't eating at no park, bro. We would bring mm-hmm. the food, okay? Like my mom would make tortas, like tortas de jamón <laughs> and like Capri Suns and like sodas. It was the thing. Okay, that's what we would eat. So we were that family that you see out laid out like they're about to have a cookout. That was yeah. us at Disneyland. Well, well so, hey, look, so, if you can yeah, save, my Disney, why not? My, yeah, my Disneyland experience is a little bit different. Um, you Kirk Morrison, of course. No, 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 no. no. 
See, like, uh, first of all, because I was in Northern California growing up, we would make the trek to Los Angeles every single summer to go to Disneyland. But we didn't just hit Disneyland. We would hit Disneyland, Universal, and Knott's. Or you may throw in Universal and Magic Mountain, Six Flags. So you were going to hit two or three theme parks, and you go to a Dodger game, too. So, look, I was that, that's how my family was. You know, that's what was going on. And also, you hit a Raider game, too, you know, preseason. So it was always a lot going on, right? Always a lot going on. But I know as I got, I got, I got older, um, my mom, even now, we can't really enjoy the park until she gets her turkey leg. <laughs> so the smoked turkey leg and everybody knows you got to go over by the Matterhorn to go get that turkey leg. Yes, you do. Cuz they fresh. Mm-hmm. They ready. I mean they hot off the grill. Yes, they are. It's to the point where, you know, when you bite into it, you got to go <laughs> You like cuz you got to blow on it at the same time cuz your teeth is hurting. It's so hot. You got to get it fresh off the grill over by the Matterhorn. But once my mom got that turkey leg, you can commence with the rest of the day. So that's my experience. Shout out to my mom because like, that's her thing. As long as I get my turkey leg, I'm good because she loved it. I mean, this is since I was a young child. I know what my mom likes. That brings mm. her happiness and joy. If you like turkey legs, make sure you hey, tweet at me, at Kirk yes. Morrison. I want to know. <laughs> shout out to all the t- turkey legs over by the Matterhorn. Have Man, you tried the barbecue people. one? <laughs> I've not tried the barbecue one. It was just a regular turkey leg that you could feed a family of four with one turkey leg. You could. You really could. <laughs> but they have a barbecue now. Super sidetracked here. But they have a barbecue one now. My friend bought it, like, I don't know, whatever, three weeks ago when we went. And I was like, yo, I was I was a little sus about it, but it's good. Okay. See, now I got to go back and go mm-hmm. check it out. <laughs> it's good. Oh, one more thing I forgot to say because I got excited. What I wanted to know is when the trams are coming back. Because I got to walk a mile from the Mickey and, uh, Mickey and Friends parking lot to, you know, actually getting to the gates, which is cool. You know, your girl mm-hmm. needs to exercise. But when you're about to walk so much in the park, you you kind of want that tram. So apparently they're going to come back early next year. I know okay. that if you park like in the, uh, what is it, like where the Jesse and like the Toy Story one is, like mm-hmm. you actually do have a little bus that takes you. But I usually like parking in the Mickey and Friends, so the tram will be back early next year. Got it. All right, okay. There you go. Prices going up at Disneyland. Again, for <laughs> me, uh, uh, listen, truthfully. Yesterday's price yeah. is not today's price. Tell them. Mm. Fat Joe. I've been seeing that meme, too, walking yeah. around. <laughs> True, man. <laughs> Telling you, it's expensive to go. But listen, so are so is everything. You know? True. I took my kids and my, uh, you know, my, my girlfriend and her kids to a to a couple of game to a to a game at SoFi Stadium, eight people, two cars parking, you know refreshments and so on. I mean, dude, you're in for you're in for a thousand bucks minimum for a mm. day like that. So, all right, well, Bother. Disneyland's like everything else; prices are going up. Hey, listen, there are parts of California where gas is costing eight dollars and change mm-hmm. for a gallon of gas. Everything is all of a sudden that much more expensive. That is what you need to know. It's brought to you by by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Okay, Kirk, let's go back to the beginning. Sure. I was listening yesterday to you on the Rams postgame show, and I thought you made a really great comparison to the Rams-Lions game being like a boxing match. And the Lions were throwing everything. Haymakers, uppercuts, overhand rights, just throwing every bomb they had. And the Rams were on the receiving end, 
backs up against the ropes, just absorbing all of these punches. But the Rams, at the end of the first half, even though they were down 10 nothing early, actually went to halftime with a 17-16 to lead. I would say this. If I'm Dan Campbell and I'm the Lions coach, I, didn't, I don't just do this for one game because I really wanted to see Jared Goff go back to L.A. and stick it to the Rams organization that Goff talked about during the week as disrespecting him and this sour taste in his mouth, hanging up on Sean McVay, and the whole storyline going in. If I'm Dan Campbell, my team's 0-7. I'll onside kick. I'll fake punts. I'll go for it on fourth down. I'll never kick a field goal if it's under 40 yards. I'll do anything I can to find a way to win. And that's what the Lions did yesterday. But credit to the Rams. They absorbed the blows. They came battling back. They took a lead to halftime. And even though the Lions were in a position to possibly steal the game late, the Rams came up with the biggest play. And it was their two best defensive players that made that play. So I think a lot of people will look at the scoreboard and they'll say, man, the Rams were favored by like 12 points, 15 points, whatever it was. And it was a much closer game. Come on, the Lions had all the motivation and all the emotion, and the Rams, they kind of were playing down to an 0-6 football team, at least the way I see it. What do you say, Kirk Morrison? Well, put it like this, Scott. I don't know how much you uh, look into the uh, daily wagering or the wagering of the NFL. Uh, The Rams were 16.5-point favorites, I believe, or 14.5-point favorites. It, It was at least two touchdowns. And I can say this, when Vegas is telling you the Rams are going to blow them out, Always take the under. Always. Always go with the other team. Because it's so hard in the NFL to be able to beat a team by that much. Games are a lot closer. The Lions are a good football team. Their record may not show it, but they're a good football team. They just have mistakes. They don't they may make mistakes in some critical moments and they're learning how to get past that. I've been on a team where you've been where, where you lose games, Scott, and you're just trying to find the first one. You just want to get one. Because once you get one, you can go to two, and then you catch three, and then you catch four. I mean, think about the Green Bay Packers. They lost one game in the beginning of the year, and everybody's like, oh, my God, the Packers. They've won six in a row. But I know they're a different team, though, Scott. But still, though, yesterday the Lions were doing everything possible to win that football game. They're just they're desperate. They're like a desperate fighter who knows, like, man, we, we, we know we, we can't last with this team. We know we're not going to be able to go blow for blow, pound for pound to the end of the rounds. We can't get to the late rounds of the fight, right? They call them the championship rounds. No, we got to give them a couple haymakers early on, and hopefully that can be sustained throughout the rest of the game. Well, they did all of that. You mentioned it. It was onside kick, fake punt, going forward on fourth down, taking shots down the field. And yet the Rams, there was no panic. That's why you got Matthew Stafford, by the way, because you had a guy who's <laughs> used to be on the other side of that in Detroit, right? Who, when all that would happen to Detroit, <laughs> uh, Detroit wanted to win that football game. But when he's on the Rams, there was no panic yesterday. It was actually quite funny, I thought. It was funny. You know why, Scotty? Because everybody was like, oh, that's cute. I mean, Twitter was ablaze yesterday. Oh, my God, what is Dan Campbell doing? Oh, I like Dan. I actually called it uh, YOLO ball. You know what YOLO ball is? Yeah, where you only live once. Like, this is your only chance to live, right? Yeah, he was playing YOLO ball. Come on, Laura, that was cool. The way I knew what YOLO meant. Come on, Laura. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty old. So if you didn't know, I would be like, damn, man. I know, but the way I did know was pretty cool, I thought. (laughs) 
I mean, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. It I was can fire. Throw you, I can throw it to you. <laughs> Thank, hey, man. Thanks he for throwing on, me he one. Was on his, Dan Campbell, the coach of the Lions, was on his YOLO moment yesterday. Just straight YOLO ball. <laughs> and when you're going up against a team like that, like if you're the Rams, you got to know they're going to do everything. They're going to scratch and claw. They're just trying to get a victory, man. They want to – and, I, and I've, I've, uh, the, the hardest part, and I think like Lindsay, Laura, Scott, we're all hard – working people right we put a lot into what we do and to think about this as much effort time that we put into what we do in our respective jobs people out there you work hard and you you, sometimes you want to get the reward right the lines don't get a reward they sacrifice they go to practice every day do everything right just to get the taste of satisfaction, the taste of victory on Sunday, and they don't have it. And they're trying to figure out a way. That is the toughest part. That is the hardest part I ever had to deal with in the NFL, Scott, is sacrificing time away from your family, sacrificing the moments to yourself to go out and do everything you can to just win a football game. And it comes down to it, you're just not good enough. Yeah, but Kirk, think about this. The last possession where Detroit had the ball, they were down 23-19. to 19. I want to make sure I got my score right here. 25-19. Yes. So, so the Lions are driving. Can you imagine you're driving the football for what might become the game-winning score? You're 4-4 four for four on third down. Do you realize at one point there was nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter? It was third and twelve. The Detroit Lions are third and 12 against the L.A. Rams, against Aaron Donald and that defensive front, and they pick up the first down on third and 12. Like, third and two, okay, fine. Third and (laughs) six, third and eight, third and medium. But third and 12, that was a really big pickup. turns out that the Lions go four for four on third down, uh, on, on third downs in that possession. Prior to that possession, the Lions were two for 10, on third down pickups. So so they had they had not been good throughout the game trying to pick up third downs. They were two for ten. I hope I said it that right. right. Then they're four for four on this drive. And think about this. The drive where Goff gets picked off at the end. Fifteen plays, nine minutes off the clock, and you drive the ball all the way into Rams territory to throw an interception. You are the Lions. You're one play. The Ravens beat you on a miracle 66-yard field goal. The Vikings beat you on a 54-yard field goal when their (laughs) kicker came up short on a 49-yarder unlike the series before. This Detroit Lions team, this this is a team that is just one play from being good enough to win a game in the NFL. Nine minutes, 15 plays on that series yesterday. Kirk, we'll pick it up from here. I know you got more to say about this. And if you want to jump in, go for it. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We're all talking about the Lions and what they almost did. Is anybody concerned about the Rams, particularly about their run defense? I know I am. We'll get there coming up. Stick around, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, now that's kind of funny that it's time for Radio Tinder because Kirk Morrison is in today for George Sedano. It's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Now, are we a little early on Radio Tinder? We are, Tinder, but that's Liz? okay. That's okay. 530, but that's okay. We can still do it at 515. No big deal. Okay, I can right? do that. That was we my can... bad, y'all. I don't know it's why okay. I thought it was 5.30. Hey, we can we can wish that it's a little bit later than it is because we all want Monday <laughs> night. Or what is it, Monday night, right? It's Monday today, right? It is Monday. I know. Okay, it, we're see, all See, this is what happens in Los football. Angeles, by the way, Lindsay. I, and, and look, I, I felt this today. Like, when you wake up and you see rain, like, it clouds your mind. No pun intended. Oh, yeah. Like, it, like, in Los Angeles, when it rains, it does cloud your mind. Because you don't know what day it is. It's just so gloom. We are so, like, just not, a, you know. And then you're going to turn on every ch- channel, every radio, whatever you're li- watching, listening to. And the lead is always, oh, this rain. How long is it going to be? You know what I mean? Like, I won't even watch the news tonight because I know what the lead story is going to be. Rain, 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 accidents, rain, rain, rain. Because we don't get rain. So, yes, our mind is clouded today, Lindsay. I always okay. think it's funny okay. how how in, in L.A. people get so, like, upset about the rain. How <laughs> you'll go into, like, the grocery store and, the, and you'll be checking out. And they'll be like, oh, be careful. I hear it's supposed to rain later. <laughs> like, man, I grew up in Ohio. Like, we have snowstorms. This is no big deal. But, well, you know. You're tough. You're tough. Those of us who have been in Southern California for a really mm-hmm. long time, we're soft. I admit it. Yep. Hey, I'm soft. soft now too. I'm I'm <laughs> soft as you guys. I was I soft, soft a month after I moved I am soft. here. No question. All right. About well, I'm soft. speaking of soft, um, I don't know if that's a great transition or not. Wait, wait, but wait. let me but let me throw this to you. What 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 if we hold off? Just give us give us an, a couple more minutes, and then we'll get to Radio Tinder at its normal time. What do you think? Okay, let's do it. Because yeah, I want to just tell everybody this. Listen, we are giving away a million dollars here at the radio station. Okay, and you have to be listening don't at five forty. Don't worry about it. No, no, it's all good. We're fine. No big deal. It's Monday. Hey, listen, uh, listen, Laura, I'm going to tell you something. I made a commitment yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I said, because last Sunday I came on there. I was like, oh, my God, I was in a bar at 10 in the morning. I watched all the NFL games till 4. And then I, I watched the Dodger game. You know, and, dude, I made a commitment yesterday. I'm not drinking. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> no, no, because, because I'm not joking around. Like, it took me till about Wednesday of last week to recover from last weekend. So yesterday I didn't drink. And, Kirk, last night I went to see Damon Wayans perform. Yeah at like nice. 6 o'clock in the evening, and I was home for the fourth quarter of the Lakers game, so I got to see the, the end of the Lakers game last night mm. against Memphis. But I, I literally went to this show to see Damon Wands last night. No drinking. I, wow. I, mm. I wanted Monday to be clear, mm. and so I'm clear-minded. Oh, I thought you was like redoing Lent or something like that. I didn't know. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> know. that's the only time you do that. <laughs> no. I'm like, man, I Lent. thought Lent was passed already. Right. Go ahead. No, the Hebrew brother doesn't do Lent. Come on, man. <laughs> I got you. Young poor, right? <laughs> yeah, my bad. I'm like, all right, Scotty. Hey, man. Hey, I, do I you your boo? New journey. 
It's all, all right. good, brother. All good right, journey. so we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get to Radio Tinder in just a couple of minutes. No big deal. It's only it's Monday, okay? But Laura I do drank wanna, a little. I, but you see, Laura drank. That's right. See, Laura drank on Sunday. <laughs> that's the deal. But I, I want to just tell everybody that at five forty tonight, we're giving you a chance to win a million dollars. Now it's not going to happen tonight, but the person who calls tonight and can answer the question from the show earlier today. Uh, you're going to have a chance to win not just a million dollars by picking the two Super Bowl teams and the score of the Super Bowl, but even if you don't win the million bucks, we've got Rams-Titans game tickets on Sunday, November 7th at SoFi Stadium. So you're going to win tickets to a Rams game against a very good Titans team, and you're going to have your shot at a million dollars. That happens at 540. But, Kirk, you have to be listening carefully to what's going on on the show to answer this question coming up at 540. Okay. That's all. Yep. If they've been listening. They've been putting up with me here on Monday. No, we're happy to have you here today. Let me tell you something. Let me, let me throw a couple things at you. I was talking to you about the Rams and what happened yesterday against the Lions. Let me throw one question at you, and then I've got a whole bunch of questions because we get to the each week, we get to the end of the week of the NFL, and we have more questions, and we have, I think, a lot more questions than we do answers. Are you worried about the Rams' run defense? Because late in that game on that 15 play nine minute drive in the fourth quarter where jared goff throws that interception at the end the lions were running through the rams defense are you concerned about the rams run defense um no not really and i would say that and they still traded away a linebacker today too so if you're already worried about their defense they traded away their middle linebacker kenny young today uh they traded him to the denver broncos for a conditional pick uh, or a swap of picks for next year. So if you were already concerned about the Rams' rush defense, they did they traded away a linebacker today. But I've said this, Scotty, I think when you think about the Rams, their defense is not the same defense as they were a year ago. Their defense is similar to what I when I talk to college football coaches weekly. It's not about the yards that are given up. It's not about the statistics or the rankings. It's about can you get a stop when you need it most? That's all that that's all the NFL is. No one's going to say, well, the Rams only beat uh the 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 uh, Detroit Lions by 28 to 19. No, we don't care about that. The Rams aren't going to go up and down in the BCS ranking or they're not going to be rated third third in the AP poll. Nobody cares about that. They just want to be playing in SoFi Stadium on February 13th, which is the Super Bowl. So, I don't can look at their defense as being Oh, suspect in the run game or the pass game. I just know it's moments that you spoke about in the fourth quarter that when the Rams, hey, when we need to make a stop, you need to be at your best when your best is needed or when the lights come on, your stars shine bright. That's what you see. It's okay, Aaron Donald time, Jalen Ramsey time. So whatever may happen throughout the game, it's part of the football game. But when it's crunch time, right, it's like Kobe in the fourth. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain dudes that when the game's on the line, they they show up. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald in the fourth quarter, they're the two of the best that, that's probably ever did it in the in the NFL history. Aaron Donald, and I think Jalen Ramsey is elevating to himself to one of the great defensive players, defensive backs in NFL history. That's why I don't worry about the leakage that they have on defense right now in their run game or in the secondary. They make plays when needed. They get stops when needed. I'm a little more concerned about the run defense than you are. Um, I, I just felt like yesterday you're Detroit, you're down, 
Um, you're probably in a situation where you have to throw the ball. They didn't. They ran it. I mentioned that third and 12 play with about nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter that they picked up on a draw, which I thought was incredible. How could they pick up a third and 12? I guess that's my one biggest concern about the Rams is run defense. But I'll, I'll ask you a series of questions, Kirk, about what happened yesterday around the NFL. Because on Mondays, I always have a lot of questions about what happened at the end of the week. And I always feel like I don't have as many answers as I've got questions. So I'll, throw, I'll start off with this one with the Rams. The Rams are 6-1. and one. Do you consider them one of the truly elite teams right now of the NFL? Yes, correct. They are one of the elite teams. They've beaten the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I consider an elite team. Um, they've beaten, uh, obviously, uh, uh, teams that they're supposed to beat. They're supposed to beat the Giants. They're supposed to beat the Lions, right? Um, they're supposed to beat the Arizona Cardinals, but they lost to them, and that's why I got the Arizona Cardinals as the best team. Yes, they are 7-0 and for a reason, but the Rams are also an elite team in the NFL. That's their elite. Okay, so when you look around the NFC, You've got the Cowboys at five and one. They had a bye. You have the Packers yep. at six and one. The Buccaneers at six yep. and one. The Cardinals at seven and zero. Oh, the Rams at six and one. Rams fit right there amongst the best of the NFC, according to you, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Let me keep going with some other questions that I I was looking for answers to. Are the Raiders better without John Gruden after two straight wins since Gruden's resignation? You're a former Raider player. What do you say to that question? I would say they're playing better. That's what it is. They're playing better. And a lot of why they're playing better is because I think that they've come together as a team. What I was worried about, you lose your head coach, it can go left, it can go right, Scott. I've been there. I've lost. I had Lane Kiffin fired after four games after attempting a 76-yard field goal with Sebastian Janikowski, all right? <laughs> I know when a coach gets fired during the middle of the season or beginning of the season, you can go left or you can go right, okay? A lot of guys start worrying about themselves and not about the team ton of credit goes to Derek Carr and that Raiders team. They're playing better because I think they've come together as a group and said, we can't waste what we've already built this offseason, this training camp. Coach may be gone, but the same guys are in the same locker room. And I'll give a ton of credit that they're playing better because I think that they've banded together as brothers. Okay, I got a lot more questions, but I'll, I'll save them for later, but I'll give you one more. You ready? I'm the ready. Chiefs I'm, got any question you got. I watched okay. all the games yesterday. I okay. watched them all. Go the ahead. Chiefs got pounded by Tennessee yesterday. You think the Chiefs are done? No, they're not done, but they do need to reinvent themselves. It's, it's what happens is you get lazy, right, Scott? Teams get lazy, or so I, I should say. The Chiefs have gotten lazy. That regardless of how they play, Patrick Mahomes will bail you out. But if Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is not playing well, they don't have any other way to win. They're, they haven't invested on defense. They haven't invested on offense. The only investment they've made offensively is what? They, it's, it's giving $500 million to a quarterback that's not playing well right now. And now when you start to have the conversation, remember we are talking about, oh, the young quarterbacks, is it Josh Allen? Is it Justin Herbert? Is it Lamar Jackson? We still always put Patrick Mahomes on this scale. And now, last three games, a lot of people pumping their brakes a little bit because is this just an anomaly? Is this just something that's going to pass? Or could this really be what Kansas City is going to be in for now that they have to pay the quarterback all this money? They didn't have to worry about that when he was getting his uh, – he was on his rookie contract. It's not the case anymore. Kirk Morrison is in today for George Sedano. Kirk, coming up, we'll have Radio Tinder. Then we're going to get into some college football. UCLA just barely 
fell short to Oregon. USC and Notre Dame, a blip on the radar. And I'm not sure oh, either whoa, whoa, of those whoa, whoa, two whoa, teams. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. When did you see it? When did USC and Notre Dame play? Oh, yeah, you weren't familiar? Yeah, they actually played on Saturday. Just nobody was paying any attention to it. Oh, my. So, wait, USC and Notre Dame played this weekend? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, nobody I'm even joking. talked I'm about saying, it. Nobody talked about it. Wow. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I saw some of the game, but man. <laughs> we'll get to it. When was the last time you. Woo, we got to talk about that. I'm when not was even the last sure USC. Time a USC Notre Dame game went under the radar. Right. Dude, I'm not even sure USC or UCLA is the best college football team in LA right now. And I'll talk to you about that coming up in just a little bit. Stick around, everybody. It's Million Dollar Monday. You got to be listening very carefully to this show today to have your chance to win a million dollars and to have your chance to win Rams. Titans tickets. That's coming up at 540. But coming up next, it is time for a game of Radio Tinder. That is next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Yeah, it's time for Radio Tinder here on Sedano and Cap. Sedano is out. Kirk Morrison is in. And remember, coming up at 540, your chance to enter your name for an opportunity to win a million dollars. Now, I acknowledge everybody, winning this million dollars is not exactly the easiest thing in the do. First in the world to do. First, you got to pick the two teams that are going to make the Super Bowl. That's tough. Then you got to pick the final score of the Super Bowl. That's nearly impossible. But who cares? It's a chance. When you go buy a lottery ticket, do you really think you're going to win or are you just taking a chance? You're getting an opportunity today to possibly win a million dollars from 710 ESPN. And if you don't, there's a really great consolation prize because the winner today is going to win Rams-Titans tickets for November 7th. It's coming up at 5.40 p.m., but you have to be listening to the show because Lindsay and Laura are going to ask a question from what happened earlier. If you got the answer, you're in for a chance to win a million dollars. It's Million Dollar Monday. And here's Lindsay with Radio Tinder. All right, guys. So Tom Brady accomplished his latest unbelievable feat yesterday by tossing the 600th touchdown pass of his career in their win over the Bears. Mike Evans, who caught the touchdown pass from Brady, didn't know that his quarterback just tossed the 600th touchdown, and he simply tossed the ball into the to the stands to a fan during a celebration. Well, Brady wanted to hang on to that ball, and thankfully, the fan was understanding and gave the ball back. It's been estimated that the ball could have fetched over $750,000 in a sports memorabilia auction, and the fan received a different ball and some team apparel in exchange for Brady's touchdown ball, but nothing close to 750 k 
So the guy was interviewed on NFL Network today and explained that what he really would love from Tom Brady would be a round of golf with the legendary quarterback. I think that's probably a good fair exchange, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you guys, if you caught a significant milestone ball in any sport, would you ask for anything in return? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I will swipe right and say that I would ask for something, but not in like a jerky kind of way. Because when Brady's 600th ball was given to the fan, the receiver, Evans, you could see him on the sideline say, oh man, I gave away the ball. Then you could see the Tampa Bay trainer or somebody, security person, go ask the guy for the ball back. And the first interview that the guy gave uh, said, hey look, it's Tom Brady. What am I gonna say, no to Tom Brady? But when you hear that the ball could have been worth $750,000, here's what I would have asked for if I was that guy, right there on the spot. I would have been like this. Here's the ball. I totally get it. All I ask is for a chance to go into the locker room, meet Tom Brady, take a picture, I'll be happy. Um, the fact that he was on the NFL Network today asking for a round of golf, that's also a smart thing. You get to spend four or five hours with Tom Brady. Who knows? By the end of the round of golf, you're, you're switching cell phone numbers. You're being invited to dinner with Tom and Giselle. I mean, you got a chance to really create a relationship with Tom Brady over a round of golf. But generally speaking, Kirk Morrison, mm. if I caught a, a monumental home run ball, if I got a football in the stands that was a, a huge, important play like the 600th touchdown, I'm inclined to give it back because to me, that's a memento that the player deserves to have, not me, the fan. That's my opinion. Kirk, swipe left or swipe right? What do you say? Oh, man, this is so tough. So tough. Oh, man. Uh, this was difficult, and I'm still on the fence about it. Uh, um, but I think the former player in me, I'm going to swipe right. I, I, I'll swipe right because I feel like the, the honest mistake of Mike Evans handing the football over, yes, that's something that, you know, he he oddly just didn't didn't realize he didn't know so he gave the ball up and the fan was there and the fan takes the ball and I, I like what the fan is requesting though hey look I'm gonna give the ball back he's gonna get I think a big time gift certificate a signed jersey um, you know and hopefully he gets that round of golf with with Tom Brady I think that's pretty cool for that 600 ball but when I see the reports of what that ball could be when I look at some of these memorabilia prices uh, you know memorabilia. Um, you know, what guys are getting for how much. It's just ridiculous, Scotty. It really is. I'm, I'm looking at old pair of Jordans that were worn um, in certain games that he's played in. You know what I mean? And those are, like, going for, like, half a million, million dollars. I'm saying, whoa, I love Tom Brady, but, man, 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 whew, I can see where you're at. I, th that's why this is tough, man. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with the former player in me of wanting to have that memorabilia, but – looking at 700k possibly for that 600 football because guess what there will be no other 600 football for right now you know, maybe yeah, i mean Patrick think about that matthew gets, stafford gets itself together right matthew you know? stafford got to his 300th touchdown pass yesterday tom brady got to his 600th touchdown pass yesterday and by the way just one other thing before we get back to Lindsay. That game yesterday between Tampa and Chicago was so bad, Jim Nance and Tony Romo started doing trivia on the game broadcast. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Like, they were like, the, the producer actually put up a lower third graphic. Of the 600 touchdown passes that Tom Brady has thrown in his career, how many regular season touchdown passes has Jim Nance called? Like, they were playing trivia on the game broadcast because everybody was so bored. That's a bad game. Lindsay. <laughs> All right, so uh, during appearance, an appearance on the Dan Patrick Show, former SC quarterback Carson Palmer 
may have accidentally let a new piece of information slip about his alma mater. When asked who the team's front runner is for the head coaching job right now, here is what Palmer said. Let's take a listen. You've got Penn State, you've got Iowa State, you've got Cincinnati, you've got a wild card like uh, Mike Tomlin. That, that if Mike Tomlin wants out, and and it, I think there, there's a lot of great options. Has has and Mike USC, Tomlin hypothetically been discussed? Uh, I I'm sure he has. I think anybody is a potential candidate right now, and that's what's so great about the job. Um, I think there's a bunch of people that that are in the discussion. And once we get to week 16, 17 of the NFL season and the college football season is over, we'll have a direct front runner. Wow. Okay. That's pretty spicy with Mike Tomlin there. I like it. You is that the first you've heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. When I saw Carson Palmer say, is that the first you've heard of it? And Dan Patrick went, yeah, it is. Carson Palmer went, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I just let the cat out of the bag. So what's the question, Lince? So do you think that Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin is a legit candidate for the USC head coaching job? Swipe left or swipe right? Kirk, you want to go first? I'm swiping right on this. I think he's a legitimate candidate. Seriously. Um, he's been with the uh, Steelers for a very long time. But I feel like at some point you may want to take – you know, to the college football ranks. I'm looking at all the coaches who returned from the NFL back to college. And I know this will be his first time going back to college, but still, man, um, I would I, w- I would go with this one. I, I like this one. I-, I like this aspect of it. And, um, yeah, I think he's a legitimate candidate, man. Seriously, seriously, a real candidate. And I think the people at USC would have a good one in Mike Tomlin. I'm going to swipe left on this one. I'm going to disagree. <laughs> Um, I, I love Mike Tomlin. I really love him. Um, but I'll tell you this, if he were decide to, if he were going to decide to leave the, the Steelers, or even if the Steelers decided that it was time for Mike Tomlin to leave that team, any NFL head coaching opportunity, Mike Tomlin would be the number one guy on the top of everybody's list. Not to mention he'd be on every network's, you know, top of their list, ESPN, Fox, CBS, et cetera, everybody would want a piece of Mike Tomlin. And if he just wanted to take a year off, then he could cherry pick which NFL job he wants the following year. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. Mike Tomlin's a great motivator. And Mike Tomlin, I believe, can communicate with, with young kids. And they would, they would be impressed with who he is. But I don't think Mike Tomlin is going to go from the NFL to USC. I really don't. I think Mike Tomlin's an NFL coach. And while it sounds sexy, I'm going to have to wait to, uh, to see it to believe it. If USC throwing eight nine million at him, you ain't going. Um, <laughs> I I mean, listen, that's NFL head coaching money, but yes, indeed. I don't know. I I just don't know if Mike Tomlin is going from the NFL to college football. And look, SC, as Carson Palmer was saying, SC is still one of the best jobs, and SC is a much better job than say an LSU because it's so much harder to get yourself into the national championship picture playing in the SEC if you're not Alabama. In a rundown Pac-12, he ain't coaching in the SEC. He coaching in the Pac-12. He can win that conference in two years. He can sign one of those Dabo Sweeney 10-year, $100 million contracts and be good for 10 years. <laughs> Come on, man. Scotty, uh, <laughs> that's a great job. <laughs> it is a great job, but I think he has his choice of NFL jobs. So I love that Carson Palmer dropped that today. And I wonder if that's really something that's been discussed at USC and if they've been talking about it with Tomlin. So there you go. There's a little radio Tinder action for you, but we're getting late here. 
because coming up, it's Million Dollar Monday. Load the phones right now, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. When we return, Lindsay will give you the question of the day. I'm not giving it to you right now. There's no chance. You've been listening to the show. You've heard the stuff we've talked about. Hopefully, you've been taking notes or listening really carefully. When we come back, Lindsay will have the question of the day. You answer it right. You're going to be registered for a chance to win a million dollars, and you're also going to have tickets to see the Rams and the Titans. We're coming right back. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Hey, it's Sedano and Cap on a Monday afternoon. Kirk Morrison is in for George Sedano. I was listening to Kirk yesterday and Travis and the entire crew in the Rams postgame show, and we've been talking Rams this afternoon. We've been talking Raiders. What happened to the Dodgers at the end of the season? What's going on with the Lakers, who finally got their first win of the season? And when I say first win, I mean really first win. They were 0-6 in the preseason, 0-2 to start the regular season. They finally got a win last night, and kind of a lucky win when John Morant missed his third straight free throw with Mm. only a second or so left in the game, which was followed or preceded by like this ridiculously long timeout with an instant replay review. It was crazy. But we'll get back to all of that coming up. Kirk, are you ready to give a 710 listener an opportunity to win a million dollars? Man, I'm ready. I'm ready. Absolutely ready. Let's go. Now, you realize this is not an easy thing to do to win a million dollars because – First, you have to answer a question about today's show. If you get the question right, now you're registered to win a million dollars. you got to pick the two teams that are going to be in the Super Bowl, and you need to pick the score for the Super Bowl. And that's, that's off the top of your head on live radio for all of Los Angeles to hear. So this is a very difficult contest to win, but you got a shot. You're in the game. You can't win the million bucks if you're not in the game, Kirk Morrison. you got to get in the game, man. I think this is a yeah, – so now you got to listen with a uh... – with a very focused ear, right? Exactly you gotta, right. You got to listen, write down. Got to listen from the beginning of the show. a lot we covered today. Right, and you got to listen from the very beginning of the show because here we go. It is time right now to meet our first contestant. Let me go to the phones here. Oh, you want to give the question first? Do you guys want to give the question and then go, or do you guys want to give it to the first guy? All right, I'm going to give it to the first guy. All right. Because I don't want to give it away before the first guy comes on. All right, this is Jacob. I'm going to destroy your last name. Jacob Migliasio of Anaheim. Hey, Jacob, good afternoon. You're on Sedano and Cap. How you doing, man? Hey, guys, doing great. How are you? That was pretty good. Not too bad, right? I looked at it. I tried to spell it out. It was not too bad. Migliasio. Yes, sir. How do you say it? How do you say it? Do you say it that way? You can say it that way, or you can say Migliaccio. Oh, Migliaccio. A little Mm, Italiano in there. I should have put that in there. All right, Jacob, you've been listening all afternoon, I hope. Yeah, you know, I caught the beginning of the show, and then I went back to work, so I didn't get in trouble, but uh, we're, we're going to give it a shot. All right. Here is producer Lindsay. She has today's Sedano and Cap listener question. Linz, what do you have here for Jacob and Anaheim? Okay, Jacob. Why wouldn't Kirk 
want to go to a Rams game with Steve Mason. Mm. Talked about it very early on in the show. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have that one. <laughs> oh, man. Because he show up late. Because he show up late. Mm. Sorry, man. Judges, we're not. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Jacob. Good effort. Here is Alex Ronquillo in Pico Rivera. Hey, Alex, good afternoon. You're on Sedano and Cap. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. That's a tough one. It is tough, but, but Kirk talked about this in the early part of the show. He was very upset because first he thought, well, they should have done something. You know, they, they should have had some kind of a tribute of some sort as the first overall pick, Jared Goff, is coming back to play in front of fans for the first time at SoFi Stadium. And then he found out that they actually did have a video presentation. But he said, I'm not going to a game with Steve Mason. Why does Kirk Morrison not want to go to a game with Steve Mason? He probably would have got there before Steve, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, judges are not accepting that either. Okay, mm -hmm. here's Jonathan Soto on Sedano and Cap. Hey, Jonathan, in Downey, what do you say, man? Why does Kirk Morrison not want to go to a Rams game with Steve Mason? Uh, I think... I think how's it going, fellas? I think I got it. It's because uh, he did this weird, funny dance, or it's because Back to the Future vest. No man, <laughs> you oh, were great so answers. <laughs> the funny thing is, is, the first two guys like are so close, close to the right answer, right, you know. But they're not. They're not giving the answer that we need. Okay. Yes. Uh, here's Daniel Rodriguez in Anaheim. Daniel, this is Sedano and Cap. Kirk Morrison is in for Sedano. And Kirk said he's not going to a Rams game with Steve Mason because he didn't want to sit alone for any part of the game. It's a good no, guess, man. It's a very solid guess. Good guess, but no. All right, here's a guy whose last name I'm not even taking a shot at. This is Mark in Ontario, Inland Empire, representing on 710. What's up, Mark? Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing really good. So. Our man I, I Kirk Morrison here. Last name, though. Can we get Mark's last name? Yeah, go ahead and say it, Mark. Mark Swindom. Swindeman. Swindeman. There we go. Swindeman. That The F Ooh, before the F CH really screwed me up. It's silent. Swindeman. Got it. All right, Mike. Nice job, right, Mark. Kirk. Nice job. <laughs> All right, so, uh, hey, Swindeman, tell me this. Why does our man Kirk Morrison here not want to go to a game with Steve Mason? What does Steve do that Kirk's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to a game with him. Uh, he buys a drink for everybody that comes up to him. <laughs> That's a good guess, though. <laughs> That's a good guess. <laughs> Cole Chance, with a chance. Cole in Diamond Bar. Cole, it's Sedano and Cap on 710. Do you, did you hear the story early in the show today, dude? I think so. Okay, let me, let me reset it for you because I really want you to win. I want everybody to win, but here goes. So Kirk here was saying that he thought it was kind of rude that the Rams didn't have some sort of video tribute for Jared Goff, only to find out that there was, in fact, a video tribute to Jared Goff about 30 minutes before kickoff. Steve Mason saw that video. Kirk says, I'm not going to a game with Steve Mason. Why? Because Steve Mason goes to the game way too early to see those videos and to get there on time. You're there we go. Yeah, that's right. That's there right. We that's go. right. We're <laughs> taking that. Outstanding job out of cold chance 
from Diamond Bar. Hey, Cole, 710 is the only station giving you a chance to win $1 million. This is not a national contest. This is a local contest, and we encourage everybody to listen on Mondays to play Million Dollar Mondays. You got two tickets to see the Rams and the Titans for Sunday, November 7th at SoFi Stadium, and your shot at a million dollars. So, Chance, let me ask you, man. You tell us. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who's going to play in it? Who's going to win it? And what's the score going to be? Cold chance? Sorry, my, Here's your shot, man. Yeah, my name is Pope. My name is Pope, Pope P.O. Um, my guess is going to be Rams uh, 33 and the Bills 30. Rams 33, Bills 30. That is the prediction from Mr. Chance. I'll just go with that right now. Um, outstanding job. You got a shot at a million bucks. And we'll see you for the Rams-Titans game on November 7th at SoFi. Way to go, man. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. This guy's been listening for almost two hours right now. Nice work out of you, sir. Outstanding. All right. All right, stick around. Uh, what you need to know is coming up. And Kirk Morrison said, wait a second. You mean to tell me that Notre Dame and SC played this past weekend? I had no idea. We'll get back to the Dodgers. We'll get back to the Lakers. But let's talk about USC, UCLA. What happened this weekend around college football? That's coming up next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.